Man, this is a real treat. We've got Tommy here from uh, the Leviathan Project. This is a huge metal ensemble. You've got Bobby Coble of Death, Matt Nardo, the producer, uh, of course, uh, TK uh, for Brittany Fox, and Tim the Ripper Owens, who's always busy. My gosh, uh, Judas Priest, <laughs> AK's Priest, so much going on there. And um, yep. the first of two EPs, It's Their World, uh, just came out on June 4th digitally. And you guys are going straight back to the the tape trading days. I know that's part of this project. And isn't that kind of how it all began? How cool is it to, to do that again? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, heck, in, in this day and age, we're kind of looking for, uh, I, I don't want to say an angle, but some sort of thing to reel people in. The uh, the label, Deco Entertainment, they just wanted to initially do uh, a digital EP. And, you know, I'm an older guy. I grew up with cassettes. That was my thing. And I'm like, well, a digital, it's just boring, man. You know, so I suggested, hey, can we do a limited run of cassettes? And uh, whether you like it or you hate it, at least it starts conversation with someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, I'm putting out a digital EP. You're like, all right, cool. So is everyone else. See you later. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 100 cassettes is pretty, uh, that's a pretty low amount. Are you, you think you'll do more? You'll do a second pressing? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. The The idea, the game plan is to do this ca cassette release and the digital, which is out right now. And then in July, we're going to follow it up with our second batch of songs, another EP. And I'm not 100% sure if we're doing cassettes for that. And then a month after that, we're going to put everything together into some bonus tracks and release it on uh, a CD. So that's the plan. Um, you know, when you say limited release, you know, I guess if there's an overwhelming demand and the label will go for another hundred or whatever, um, you know, we'll just see how it goes. I think they're they're 10 bucks a piece. So it's not a huge investment. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is just getting a cassette player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it um, what's it like kind of working with these guys and, and doing this? Does it feel like kind of going back to, you know, your roots a little bit? You know, I'll tell you what it's like working with uh, Bobby, who's had the experience of playing on one Death album and touring. And he's also, uh, I believe he's a Berkeley music graduate. So the dude's, he's for real. Yeah. Uh, and then Ripper, I mean, you know, he's spent a huge chunk of his life being a professional musician. Uh, I kind of came up in the Philadelphia, Jersey bar scene. And never really quite got too much past that. I played with Brittany Fox for a short period of time. But what it's like working with those two guys is that when they tell you you're going to have your tracks, they're there when they tell you. And when you get them, you don't have to mess around with them. They're freaking perfect. You know, and, and not to knock the weekend warriors because, you know, I spend a lot of time in my parts because I kind of suck some days because I don't do it all the time. But the weekend warrior versus these guys that it's their job to do it. It's just freaking night and day, dude. They're so practiced. They're so rehearsed. They're so damn good. That's awesome. Man. How did, how did all you guys get roped in? Like, how did you meet up <laughs> do this whole thing? Um, I started uh, in my studio back in April last year, just uh, um, recording. I, I was trying to capture the, the sound and essence of a guitar tone of like uh, the 1980s uh, Testament, 
practice what you preach, Death Angel, Act 3, Flossman, Jetsam. I was just messing around trying to get that guitar tone. So I around with this song and a friend of mine who played drums on it down here until December. And then I'm like, man, you know, this sounds pretty good. I want to get a singer. And I reached out to um, this guy, Ski, who was in Deadly Blessing. Um, and he wasn't available at the moment. So I'm like, I was talking to my friend, uh, Chris Aiken. He's on a classic metal show and he knows a lot of guys. He's like, well, why don't you call Ripper? And I'm like, eh, I never really thought about it. So they put me in touch with him. And I'm like, I didn't really know Ripper's discography much. You know more about the myth of Ripper and the movie and how he got into Priest than, yeah. you know, than I really did his music. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And he was like, yeah, cool. Send me the tracks. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to expect when I got him back. And he sent me, you know, if you know anything about recording, you put everything on a separate track. He sent me 14 tracks of vocals. Hmm. And just a, a huge amount to pick from, uh, and they they came they came out great. And then on the guitar end, I I do play lead guitar, but you know I suck compared to Bobby. I wanted someone. If you guys are familiar with Shrapnel Records, yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's a label that put out like Tony McAlpine, Vinnie Moore, and these really great shredder guys back in the eighties. And I wanted a guitar player like that for the project. And Bobby from Death, he lives in Orlando. We had a mutual friend. She'd been blabbing about him for 10 years. I'm like, yeah, I don't know much about Death, whatever. And she kept on telling me about him. And finally, when this, this song came up, I'm like, well, that's the kind of guitar player I want. Um, so I hooked up with him. And then my good friend, Matt Nardo, who still lives in the Philadelphia area, we've played together and bands up there forever. Uh, Matt's a great singer. He's a good all-around musician. So what we did with Tim, Tim's like, hey, you got lyrics for melody or anything? And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I kind of forgot we need those. <laughs> you know, because Tim's, Tim's a busy guy. He's got a lot of commitments, and he's not looking to be in a new band. So he, he was kind of like, with this song, he's like, you know, just can you give me everything, and I'll do it, knock it out, and we'll go from there. So Matt is a great singer. So him and I came up with the melody and lyrics. Matt sang it. Matt's got more of a Don Dockin kind of voice. So we sent that off to Ripper as kind of a guide. And then, like I said, uh, Ripper sent all his stuff back. And it just, it's the song Leviathan. It's the first song on the EP. I think it's the first song. And that's, that's how the project started. That's how I hooked up with them. There's like, um, there, there's a lot of conceptual elements. I mean, I know it's, it's really kind of talking about various aspects of the, the human condition. Metal is so great for, you know, talking about these sort of, um, I don't know, I, the, the word ethereal comes to mind, but you know, those, those, those bigger concepts of humanity and you really get that idea in the song uh, Solar Storm. And I'm wondering like, what, um, is there a freedom that you feel in exploring, you know, different ideas about humanity? Um, do you feel like metal has always given you that freedom? Um, I'd say this, this project gives me a big bubble to put around it. Cause I, I was mentioning the other night on another interview, I was talking to guys and the word Leviathan, the biblical meaning, you know, we think of a monster, right? But what is a monster in your life? You know, it could be relationships. It could be your job. It could be drugs. It could be, um, it could be the coronavirus. It could be the administration in a country that you don't like. Yeah. So Le Leviathan, it really encompasses everything. Um, I, I come from more of the glam hard rock era is what I kind of grew up with where you know rat and that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah they're not really talking too deep which you know it's cool there's a place for that big time so the question you know for Leviathan might be in the subject for songs you know why are we here 
And we don't really stop to think about that. And if you ask yourself that question, it's pretty scary. It's yeah. Like, really, what, why are we here? What the hell are we doing on Earth for 60 to 80 years? And I try to boil that down with Matt when we write lyrics, and Tim's contributed a bit too, within a four-minute framework of a song, just to kind of put those feelings and those ideas out there. The, the lyrics are very abstract. It's kind of like a, you know, an abstract painting. You know, you take from it what you you get. I, I I don't really listen to lyrics ever. I it's more like the the feeling I get from a song rather than what the actual lyric is. And a, you know, I had a professor of mine say once, you know, in ten years, if you see one of your students, you're not going to remember exactly what the professor said to them, but they'll remember how they made you feel. And to me, that's the music. How does that music make you feel? might not remember what the hell you said in the verse, but how does it make you feel? So it's a, yeah, it's a great construct to work in. It's easy. Cool, man. Did that, did that uh, concept, Tommy, did that come from being kind of shut in for the past 12, 14 months? Or was that, did you do that before? Uh, No, it's been before. And, you know, thank goodness I haven't had any issues with coronavirus in immediate family or anywhere, but um, I think sometimes people are starting to use the coronavirus the last year as a crutch for stuff, <laughs> regardless if something happened to them or not. Yeah. Me personally, my family, it was, uh, I had a great year. And I mean, I'm totally the minority and opposite of saying that. Um, so, you know, the only thing that the coronavirus in the last year did, it enabled Tim Ripper Owens to be at home <laughs> and not on tour. <laughs> So he was available to do this. And, you know, it, I was at home, so I was able to work on it. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I've always kind of had these weird abstract, you know, feelings and thoughts since college. And let's, you know, it's a bigger question. What the heck are we doing here? Um, but uh, yeah, so coronavirus had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah.